Hey folks, welcome back to the DC3Cast. I am Brian. With me, as always, are Zach and Vince. We are here to talk about 1997's Genesis, written by John Byrne, illustrated by Ron Wagner. Boys, did either of you have any experience with Genesis before reading it for the show this week? No, I have listened to a lot of Phil Collins, but I've never been a big, big Genesis guy. Uh, I was a Sega boy rather than a Super Nintendo boy growing up. So was I. Uh, but I had never read this comic, no. Okay. You weirdos. <laughs> uh, I've never I've never owned a Sega system. I still have probably 50 Genesis games. Wow. <laughs> like in a box. Um, and I have one of those like all-in-one N64 Super Nintendo Sega systems. And every now and then I'll fire up some some virtual Bart or some Roger Clemens MVP baseball. And, uh, you should become a like quirky Twitch streamer. No, that just that just plays Sega Genesis games. I am very bad at video games. That is my secret shame. Like I am not good at any video game. Oh, it's no secret. <laughs> well, no, you don't. You know that I don't play video games. You didn't know that I was bad at video games. That's <laughs> that's different. Um, but I've never been particularly good at video games. So, um, but yeah. Um, anyway, so I had read this, uh, like, you're going to hear me say this over and over again, I had read this as part of my Shazam read-through last year, um, and so I was familiar with it from that, but in doing some research on it, this was a very, very poorly received event when it happened at DC, and... I can't, I can't imagine. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, I mean, here, my point was going to be that, we'll get into the weeds here in a minute, but I don't think there's enough here to be poorly received, yeah, it, that's kind of what I think too. Like it's not it's not great, don't get me wrong, but I, I don't think it's a particularly bad event. Well, I just think it's a non-event. It's the most non-event I've ever read. Yeah. Yes. See, when I when I think of a bad event at Marvel or DC, usually that's associated with like two or three moments from the event that that change characters or kill characters or do something so monumentally stupid that um, that it it affects uh, the universe going forward. That's usually what bad event means, right? right? I mean, your your heroes in crisis, your civil war, etc. Yeah, sure. Not that civil this... war is bad. Not civil war is bad. Civil war changed a lot for the Marvel universe. What I mean, like you know, those events you may not you may not like the repercussions that come out of it. Was this a was this weekly? Yes. So I guess like. My read on it would be like if I was a like hardcore DC reader in 97 and I was picking this up weekly along with the tie-ins and then I got to the end of it, it's just it's just a lot of nothing. And I would have been really mad that I had spent all that money. It's like uh, it's almost it's it's I don't think this is as bad, but it's like Flashpoint, you know? Sure. Sure. But I think a lot of people's problems with Flashpoint like I'm, I'm very interested to do our Flashpoint read whenever we get to that because I feel like so many of my feelings with Flashpoint are tied up with the New Fifty Two, and I'm interested to see how reading that because I, I, I don't know if it's the same for you guys. For me, when I was reading Flashpoint, I kept trying to read the tea leaves for what was going to happen after that. You know, how was this going to affect X book going forward, whatever it was. And so much of that anticipation just paid That's off into horrible. nothing. What? 
Xbox or Marvel. <laughs> you know, there's a hosting vacancy over at Make Mine Multiversity. <laughs> No, thank you. Uh, um, anyway, you, you understand what I'm saying. Like, I think it'll be interesting to see if Flashpoint is is as bad as I remember it taken out of the out, out of its context. Mm-hmm. No, I don't. I mean, I don't. I don't necessarily think Flashpoint is bad per se, but just the glut of all the tie-ins that sure. ultimately amounted to nothing, and and all of that, and and that's what I mean. Full disclosure: I didn't read any of these tie-ins. I don't think Vince did. Brian, I think you said you had read some of them when you had initially read it. I read all of them when I initially read okay. it. Um, okay. I just revisited one for this for this show. Um well, see, we, the only you, you, sorry, Zach, go ahead. Go ahead. No, go no, you go ahead. What I was gonna say is I think it's interesting to contrast this with the final night that we did last week. Because on one hand, the final night is not a ground shaking event either. Nothing really changes no, but from the final night. But good it's a story, though. Yes, but it's so good that you don't mind it being nothing. Mm. But I don't think that this is... Like, you know, if, if I'm your hypothetical guy buying this in 97, at the end of it, I don't know if... I might have just felt like, well, that was, that was a whole lot of nothing. But I don't know if I'd be mad at how bad it was. I guess it's my point. I don't think this is a bad event. I think it's a slight event. I don't think it's a bad event. I don't. I think it's. I guess it's just like what your definition of bad is. I I read the first issue, and then I took a couple days before picking up the next issue, and I had to flip through the first issue again because I could not tell you what happened <laughs> in in it. Um, and now it's been you know maybe I think I finished the series a, a day or two ago, and I still like I can barely tell you what what happened in the book. Um, because it, it was just so, I don't, I don't know if, I don't actually know if like John Byrne could tell you what happened in that. <laughs> well, I, I wonder how much of this was, uh, changed at the last minute because with, with DC editorial at any time, you know, you, you never know what's going to be, uh, what was actually there before, you know, before editorial got all over it because this feels to me like there could have been some really interesting things that happened like when i first read this and we're jumping way ahead here but when those heroes enter the source wall i thought like oh they're all going to come out with new and different powers and that could be really interesting you know what how are these heroes changed after being in the source and that never happens. You know, even though they say like you'll come out different than you went in, nothing happens. You yeah. know, and so I, I wonder if there were bigger plans for all of this and that got quashed somewhere along the way. Who knows? Maybe, I don't know. Yeah. Um, the one thing I did want to say before we get into the issue by issue discussion here is that there was a lot of talk about how many people disliked Ron Wagner's art here. Now and that's weird. I really liked his art in this book. I yeah, I liked it too. I mean, it's not like particularly groundbreaking or or anything, but I I thought it had a, a very nice style to it. It it's it, it's evoking something. I don't know if I can like quite put my finger on it. Um, 
yeah, I don't. That that's surprising. I actually thought the art was one of the stronger parts. Vince, what do you think of the art? Yeah, I I think it's fine. Um, I think it's. I think it's 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 90s, but it's not in the bad 90s way. It's in the it's in the DC house style 90s. This this is kind of just what DC comics looked like in the 90s, and so um, from that standpoint, it's not like momentous uh, event art, right? See, it's not like I don't know if I agree. This is DC in the 90s art. I kind of I don't know. I think it is. I think some of this stuff looks like. Oh, I, th- this looks like a lot of the stuff that, uh, like when we get to DC One Million, when we're reading, when we're reading all the tie-ins and everything, mm-hmm. a lot of the books look like this. Okay, I'll, I'll yeah. I don't know if um, I don't know if I call it how. I guess maybe house style was my concern with that. I think there are books that look like this, but I think that this is. I think that. Um, Wagner has like a heavier line than some of the other folks of, of this time. And I think there are parts of these books that look almost not Mignola-esque, but like Mignola-verse-esque in parts. And just, I guess I associate those books with a more classic look to them. I don't think there's anything particularly, da- I guess when whenever anything's identified as being from a certain decade, you're dating it to that decade. And I don't think this looks like, this doesn't scream '90s the way Rob Liefeld art screams '90s. No, and that well, that's what I said. Right? Yeah. Sure. I, 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 again, I'm just I'm I'm parsing what you said into you know, yeah. I I, I guess I agree with what you're saying, but yeah. I, yeah. Okay. Yeah, like it's not '90s like what you think of as '90s art, which is the image. It's not that. It, but it's what a lot of the books around this time that were just ordinary books, people maybe don't remember that well. Mm-hmm all kind of looked like and it also, would make it would make more sense if this looked like a like i'm surprised there weren't more events that tried to ape the the image style for the for for like uh sales bumps or whatever well, you, know? you gotta realize this is now five years into image and they're cratering pretty pretty hard right yeah now. Um, yeah and that's but that stuff that it. stuff was that stuff was still kind of the, the the art style was still kind of in vogue for a little while though. Especially at Marvel. Marvel held on to that way longer. Like think about some of those X books from the late nineties. Yeah. And, and they're very, very image influenced. Um but yeah. Um Okay, so let's let's get into this then. So essentially the series begins and we see a number of heroes uh, begin to have their powers wane or go away. Uh, the first note I wrote down was, crikey, they've lost their mojo. <laughs> and <laughs> we see the Flash lose his connection to the Speed Force. The Green Lantern ring stops working. Uh, electric Blue Superman's electric blue powers are acting abnormal. And then we see this hero cop lose his nerve and not even be able to murder somebody from outside a window. <laughs> Apache Very timely. Can no longer grow yeah. larger. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Zach. Very timely. You're right. Very, very timely. And uh, the thing I love about that is that uh, his uh, fellow members of the squad just light the guy up like uh, like RoboCop or something. Yeah. And but there's no blood. There's right. no. And he gets shot that, like twenty times with no blood. The best part of that, I mean, it's by far the worst part. The part that made me laugh the most of that sequence is how 
you both see it in the art and you read it in the narration that all of his other fellow cops lose faith in him. Like, oh man, <laughs> you couldn't kill a guy, you fucking loser. Like yeah. they're just they're done with him now. It's over. He yep. was a cop. No, That's he, right. Now he's, he's out not. of the, he's he's out of the brotherhood now. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but so we see, you know, the, the various um, heroes, you know, losing their mojo, and we get a glimpse of this this maybe the most '90s element of the entire series, which is th- th- this was during the time when John Byrne was writing a fourth world book, and in that book. Apocalypse and New Genesis were grafted together into one planet, and there's like this this fire equator that runs down the center of it, and on the other half is just the burning fields of Apocalypse and like the lush green of New Genesis, and that idea is a very fun but very '90s idea. Um, are yeah, you guys, were you guys familiar with that at all or no? No, 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 um, no. Um, I was going to say, yeah, the, uh, of note, I guess kind of like prefacing this, which I didn't realize, like, Byrne was writing New Gods and Wonder Woman right now, which is kind of where the idea or the, like, I guess the concept for this story bears out. Um, but it is nowhere near as fluid as, say, something like War of the Gods was. Right, right. And also, this is taking place while Wonder Woman's in a coma, which I did not remember. I mean, I was, I was, I guess this is right in the span when I stopped reading comics. I probably stopped reading comics in '95, and picked up again in 2000. So this was there was a, a five year gap where I wasn't reading much. Or I, I was reading, I think I was still reading Green Lantern at this point, but that's probably it. Um, and so I don't remember that Wonder Woman coma story at all. And um, so the one tie-in I did read was the New Gods book, and I'll get to that in a, in a little while. Um, can I uh, can I mention my one tie-in that I actually did read? Let me guess, the Legion tie-in? No, it actually isn't what? a tie-in that was like on the list for this. So, um, you know, tipping our hand a little bit, we're going to talk about DC One Million next. So I did a. Justice League. Uh, I, I read all of Morrison's Justice League leading up to DC One Million. How many issues and, is that, by the way? Um, I don't know because Mark Wade has like a five or six issue arc in the middle of that, and the last issue before um, One Million is like twenty three. Um, so I want to say like with some like bonus issues, it was probably around like it wasn't much. It was maybe like sixteen to eighteen issues total. Um, okay. But the first issue of the Rock of Ages storyline, which is also another like New Gods centric arc, ends in a cliffhanger where Martian Manhunter is going off to investigate the God Wave and it runs into him, which is referenced, I think, in one of the issues of Genesis. It is. And it ends on a cliffhanger and then is subsequently never touched on again (laughs) in the issue in that in the rock of ages arc other than like there's a one-off mention of um aries doing something and that like we that i think superman says we've resolved the genesis event and something about aries which we'll we'll get to that later but um it's just very funny to me that that 
that that was Morrison's contribution to again being a team player and and playing into the events of the DCU at the time, um, and then going off to do like his own thing completely. Yeah. Um, so we haven't even mentioned the God Wave yet because I guess it, it comes sort of a little bit later in this issue, but essentially there there was this this wave of energy that is it 40 million years ago i think created yeah or i think 40,000 40, okay i could remember it was, it was thousand the first one. or million yeah, yeah. 40,000 years ago this wave swept across the universe and created the gods and so you know we um you know not the new gods correct or was or was it the new gods or is it the old uh, gods it okay. So this is where it begins to break down completely for me because yeah. it it says it. Oh gosh, I want to so, say it says it wipes out that that god it, wave wiped out the old gods. The second paved, world, I think. Yes, the second world, which is very confusing because there's this like. I was I find it very unclear because it talks about the god wave, you know, expanding and contracting and whether or not that counts as one god wave total. You know what I mean? Like is is the expansion and the contraction one god wave because it was like one wave got rid of the old gods and created the third world, but then the second wave planted like basically made superhumans on earth right but it does because and again we're getting into such bullshit minutiae here but it is it is <laughs> i always believe that the new gods whether like in reality or just in their own minds consider themselves more powerful than the superheroes so that that wave that created superheroes that would that i don't think that's the same wave that creates the new gods yeah, no, I don't think so either. And that was like, very confusing because it talked about, you know, the wave that was like 40,000 years ago and then and the then wave 1, that was 1,000 years, years ago, which that's the one that created superheroes, the 1,000-year right. wave or whatever. Um, but yeah, that was all very, very confusing to me. Um, because at first it seemed like, okay, every time there's a god wave, that's when a new world starts. But then there, it would be explained in what seemed to me like contradictory terms against that at, at yes. different times too. So I, I, yeah, I don't know. It seems like it would have been really easy to say like every 10,000 years there's a God wave. Yes. <laughs> but they didn't say that. Um, so yeah, so there's this God wave that is going to wipe out the world and not just the world, but the universe and create the fifth world, which everybody seems very, very scared of. I don't know if that's because the fifth wave is going to wipe out everything or because they know, like, it's an every other world thing. Like, the fifth, the fourth wave, the fourth world was cool, but the fifth world, man, that's that one's going to blow. Like, it just seems like they're probably scared, right? I, I guess. But they do talk about it's it. Also it's also so evil. funny. Yeah, it's very funny to me, again, that this was happening so close to the rock of ages arc in justice league because they both referenced the fifth world as becoming a thing. And that was in 97 and we've, we still don't have a fifth world yet. Right. Uh, yeah. So anyway, this first issue vacillates between the heroes on earth trying to figure out what's going on, 
why their powers are coming and going, and also going back to New Genesis, and no one can find Darkseid, and nobody knows why. And basically, everybody's trying to get to the bottom of it. And this is a this issue, uh, or is the, one of these issues has that classic event thing where all the superheroes wind up in the same room. But this one sort of parses the information out over a couple of issues, and it tries to get scientific with it, which I wish DC would leave to only certain writers to get scientific, because <laughs> Byrne does not do a good job of trying to like bring pseudoscience into this at all. Yeah, and brings in the, like, what is it, the... Kurtzberg is that what yes. it is radiation yes, that like radiation. very low level of radiation that exists yeah and it, it talks about the weird reverberating frequencies of the waves happening at different times May, again makes no sense at all yeah um yeah that's bad um but it, the one thing I did want to say is that you know we always joke about Hawkman being the most confusing hero in terms of uh origin but this version of supergirl oh my god oh yes <laughs> the, Ma- the matrix supergirl so this is the Ma- this is the matrix supergirl but it's after she merged with linda danvers so yeah she's, so she's yes. both the matrix supergirl and she's a human being but because her powers are from outside of this universe her power is not affected by this god wave right She's basically the Superman reborn from the rebirth. That's basically what they were trying to do here. Yes, yes, exactly. Oh, oh, but that brings up another point of something that just made no sense to me throughout this series of what the God Wave even did. Um, In, like, some cases, it seemed to change people's powers. In other cases, it just made them lose all hope and faith. So many people commit suicide in this story. It's insane. Um but like, it just it was very ill-defined about what it what it actually did. Um, and and at first, yeah, sometimes it seems like it, you know, is suggesting that, uh, you know, only people with powers from inside this universe are affected. Other times it's like specifically like, oh, people with speed powers are being affected or, or you know, weird. Uh, yeah, it was just so ill-defined over the course of the series. It's very muddled, very muddled. And uh, this first issue ends with a cliffhanger, which is that there's a giant alien armada parked above Earth right now. <laughs> and let let me tell you, folks, if you're hoping for a big resolution from that, <laughs> abandon hope all ye who enter here. Okay. Invasion t- 2, t- but it's T-O-O. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah, so um, all right, that that's the end of issue one. Uh, issue two uh, begins with us, you know, basically recapping everything that happened in the first issue because that's what these events all did uh, back in the day. And we see again that there's the alien armada there. And then there's a bunch of debate that happens about how we should approach these aliens. Uh, first, everybody decides to teleport back to Earth because that's where they should be. You know, if they're going to die, they, essentially they die together, which I guess is noble. I would think they should try and stop the aliens, but that's a whole other story. Um, and then we, we shift back to New Genesis, and we see Arzaz, who is uh, one of the... Uh, he He's posing as a human on New Genesis, but it turns out, psych, he's not a human. He is one of the old gods. 
and he basically says, "You knew God's been mucking it up forever. I was I wasn't gonna reveal myself, but you done fucked it too hard. I gotta I gotta be here to help you guys out of this." And then we get yet another shot of the alien armada. We, they keep they keep teasing this. There's this is this is big alien armada there, and it's gonna be a big deal. And we have to decide who's gonna go up there, who's gonna who's gonna talk to them. And you know, Superman is saying you know, that he would do it. Other folks are saying that you know his we have to save Superman's the biggest gun we got, so we got to save him for later. Um, Artemis shows up here. Hippolyta shows up. Donna Troy, basically all of the Amazonians that aren't Wonder Woman, that aren't Diana show up here um and uh yeah a- anything as, to say so far yeah as much as i love um wonder woman and her assorted cast of characters i could not give less of a shit about what's going on in gateway city in this event and that's basically where they get relegated to so that part just totally fell flat for me the part with the cop that's mm-hmm. all the gateway city police stuff couldn't have given less of a shit about that throughout this. I think they, they're trying to make that your, like, human tether to everything that's going on, but there's there's really no personality there, so. Yeah. Uh, we get uh, a scene on Hawaii of uh, the Ravers. <laughs> Superboy which... and the Ravers. Not the Ravagers. No. Uh <laughs> So I I had to read these tie-in issues when I did this you know a year ago, and I had absolutely no memory of this series, uh, none whatsoever. And let me tell you, having read the having read a bunch of the issues, I still remember nothing about the series. It's just <laughs> this was the time when they hadn't fully decided that Connell was going to be like a cornerstone of. What became Young Justice or the the Teen Titans that Jeff Johns did, so he was he was technically part of the Superbooks, but they didn't want him hanging around Metropolis. So he's off on Hawaii. There's n- everything about him is weird. He looks totally different than like his he's written differently than he looks. His setting doesn't suit him at all. His supporting cast doesn't suit him. It's it's a really bad time for Superboy, um, and nothing interesting happens with him here. Correct? Incorrect? Correct. Okay. Yeah. Um, Some wild stuff happens with uh, Karl Marx later, but... um, Yes. What's his name? Kendrick Um, Marx? Kendrick Lamarx. Kendrick Lamarx, yes. (laughs) Uh, No, it's... um, It is something Marx. it's Kendrick Marx. Yeah. Um, Okay, so then we get back to Gotham, and we get the first of, like, three scenes with Huntress, Catwoman, and Robin, and they're all just eoring all over the place. Oh, this is so sad. We can't do anything. We're all so afraid. This is the worst. This is my least favorite part of the whole book. Um, they're just, they're literally just complaining the whole time about how they they basically can't get out of bed. You know, it's, it's um, it just doesn't make for good superhero. I think that, I think that this story of people... <laughs> well, what? I just, this, I just remembered... Um, is it Huntress or Catwoman who like positively quotes Quote Hitler? Hitler? Oh, we'll get oh, to that. Yep. Catwoman. That's Catwoman later on. She positively quotes Hitler. Yeah. Uh, we don't gonna... by any means gotta have it. No, no, not at all. Oh. <laughs> um, but like that's what I was gonna say. That like the idea of superheroes losing their mojo could have been done in an interesting or compelling way. 
But these three characters are, are basically the avatars of the powerless heroes that are just that have their that have their spunk taken away from them. And they're just written so uh, terribly. The Democrats. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I'm sorry, I know we get too political on this show, but it was just low hanging fruit. It was. It was. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um so yeah, um here is here's what Catwoman says. I have read something that Adolf Hitler said that 100 <laughs> cowards do not make one brave man. I never thought I'd draw anything like inspiration from that monster, but maybe we can put that lie to him at least. You never start a sentence with I read something I read Hitler say once. Yeah. You, never, you just never do it. <sighs> so now that's two people I know that keep Mein Kampf next to their bed. <laughs> Oh, I won't one, have the be, other one's the president. I was gonna say I won't have you be smart friend of the show, Walter Richardson, like that. Just <laughs> 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 teasing, Walt. Uh, um, so it, it's very weird to me that there's a there's a picture of the White House. So when when you read this in DC Universe's guided view, sometimes you see <laughs> panels before you see you see text before you see like the image. And the, it begins at the stately manor, and I was like, "Oh, it's Wayne Manor." No, it's the White House. Like, <laughs> it's it's been stately Wayne Manor for fifty years. Why are they calling another place stately manor? Is Batman <laughs> the freaking president, guys? I am the knight. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, basically, if Bill Clinton played the saxophone and fucked a young woman, this would be like. The everything Bill Clinton in one comic book. They they really lean on Clinton here. Uh, this is where they can't decide who's gonna go and, and talk to the aliens. Um, but they they eventually come up with a with a team that's gonna go up there, and uh, it's it's Kyle Rayner and Supergirl and Superman and Martian Manhunter. I believe are the the four big ones. And then we just see, you know, all over the world and all over, um, uh, I guess this is just Earth. I forgot that the parademons start invading here. And so we see that Earth is just being just decimated by all these parademons. And everyone, in addition to being depressed, is now also having the crap be kicked out of them. Uh, we, we, get, we get young Adam here. We get Ray Palmer de-aged to be 16, uh, who's leading the Teen Titans. And... Uh, if you ever read that that run, don't. It's very bad. There's no reason to read it, um, especially because. So that was, I believe, that was still. Was that Dan Jurgens? No, I, I believe. Was it? Ooh, I thought when you were doing the read through, you said that that was Jurgens, or, or or. No, so they they show up in an issue of Jurgens Superman, and oh, I saved okay. this panel a year ago. And I'm glad I saved it. So this is one of the shitty new Titans says this. Everyone's talking about how great Superman is. And he goes, is this National Superman Devotion Day or what? I mean, I'd be brave, too, if I could phase an atom bomb through my butt. <laughs> That's an actual bit of dialogue. It's true. Atom bomb if I could, I would. <laughs> yes. Yes. I would certainly be brave if I could phase an atom bomb through my butt as well. Um, 
But yeah, this is bad. This is this is bad stuff. So, um, we uh, we see you know all over the earth, heroes are fighting parademons, and then the the four person uh, you know squad from Earth, Green Lantern, March Manhunter, Superman, Supergirl show up into this alien armada, and uh, it's the Black Star, it's the Dark Stars rather, um, and the Omega Men. And basically everything we spent time with and enjoyed in uh, Trinity is here, but it's all bad now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, hi, hi, father. Hi, father gives a pep talk, everybody, and um, I guess that's about it, right? Oh, sorry. All, all the heroes get to draw straws. Green Lantern yeah. construct straws. That's really funny. Who's going to go inside of the source wall versus just accompany them to the source wall? Yeah, which basically means Kyle just gets to pick because he can, you know, he can make he can make them bigger and smaller depending on. Well, who... guy calls him on that. Yeah, that the, I think the at the start issue. of the next issue. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's right. Um, but this is like, seeing this scene of a bunch of the heroes together. Uh, again, this is a classic crisis thing that we see. Um, but what, what I love about this scene is how this is like every weird 90s trope is all here at the same time for the most part. So you do get young Ray Palmer. You do get um, Electric Blue Superman. You get Kyle Rayner in his original costume. You get uh, Batman. When For some reason, it took Batman like 10 years to have the Michael Keaton suit from the films. But that shows up here. It's a very, it's a very weird look for everybody in this event. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, but it's the, it's good. We should bring it back. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe except for the Batman suit. Sure. Yeah. Maybe except for Batman. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, oh you. So there's uh, this is I believe where the the. Um, the tie-in that I read comes into play, which is I read the issue of New Gods, John Burns. It's actually the, the book is called Jack Kirby's New Gods, written and illustrated by John Byrne. And let me tell you, I I think I have a fair amount of fourth world knowledge. This was the most impenetrable comic I've ever read in my life. It drops you in with all of these characters that are never really identified, and it's not sort of the heavy hitters of the New Gods that you would recognize and identify and so you're just kind of you know um grasping it at context clues for who these people are and in the middle of that high father dies and we're told in issue three i believe it is that high father is dead but nobody seems to care or really make mention of it and that's weird because he just gave this big pep talk was it weird to you guys how little high father's death impacted this yeah, I guess. I, I guess. I guess. Yeah, except I didn't know. I didn't know whether to think that it was real or not because of that. Because um, I haven't ever followed the the burn Kirby stuff, mm-hmm. so I didn't know. Like, I didn't know if that was one of those things where it's like, oh, it's immediately undone, or right, right, or what. But you would think in the moment they would have cared a little bit more. Yeah. Um, we should say, by the way, that this was one of the runs that our friend Greg Matasevich just auctioned off, and uh, he is he finished off his his shelf bound auctions. And let me tell you guys, it's pretty crazy. 
he uh, he ended up with almost four thousand dollars worth of donations. Uh, the last book he auctioned off was a Rocketeer bind that was bought for four hundred and fifty dollars mm. and was uh, bought by one of the executive producers of the new Disney Junior Rocketeer show. Oh man! Wow! So that's really cool. And uh, so that means twenty five hundred dollars to the Hero Initiative, one hundred and fifty dollars to the Dwayne McDuffie Fund, and one thousand two hundred eighty five dollars to Black Lives Matter organized event uh, organizations. So, kudos to Greg Matasevich. Great job, buddy. Um, yeah. Well, let's take a break, and when we come back. We will discuss the second half of the episode. Hello, we're the hosts of the Multiversity Manga Club podcast. I'm Emily. I'm Zach. And I'm Walter. Each month, we pick a manga to read and discuss among ourselves. Past books include Monster, A Silent Voice, and Pokemon Adventures. We also look back on the past month's installments of Weekly Shonen Jump, discussing the highs and lows from the Viz Anthology. We've even discussed notable manga adaptations like Netflix's Death Note. At the end of each episode, we announce next month's book club pick so you can read along with us. We're always open to suggestions for future books as well. So join us on the first Friday of every month on MultiversityComics.com, Apple Podcasts, or your podcatcher of choice. And we're back. Um, So we're picking up with issue three of Genesis. And uh, this is the first time we see Darkseid through the whole event, which I think, first of all, this is the longest we've gone in a major event without seeing Darkseid thus far. Um, And it's also by far the most... Darkseid has been involved in an event since Legends, right? That sounds right. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, he's always popping up, but yeah. Yeah, we will get another one of those always popping up folks uh, in a little while. But so we see the heroes. They are now at the source. Is it also weird they just call this the wall, not the source wall throughout this whole book? Was I the only one to find that weird? Yeah, well, I think they refer to it as the source as well, but very rarely the source wall together. Right. The the, the source is the energy. The wall is the thing. We just call yeah. it all the source wall. Right. Yeah. 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 Uh, but so the heroes are there. They're trying to stop Darkseid because Darkseid is going to try and harness the power of the God Wave to wipe everything out and rebuild it in his image, which is basically you, you have to hand it to the guy. He's consistent. <laughs> Dark Darkseid's goal is always the same thing. To wipe out life and to bring about his own stuff. Um, I, I do want to point out, as is my want to do in all of these events, in almost every cover or every um like picture of the hero together, so there's a on page four of issue three we see like Darkseid's talking about the god wave that made the superheroes. And there are Seven heroes shown there, and it's, you know, Superman, Wonder Woman, The Flash, Aquaman, Green Lantern, Martian Manhunter, and Captain Marvel. He's always included in these big shots of these events, even though he does very little in most of these events. I just find Mm. it very weird how tied to the iconography of DC Captain Marvel is at this time, even though they don't have him do anything. Um, Mm -hmm. Anyway, that's my soapbox all the time. Um, So the heroes are making their plan here. Darkseid sends his minions after them, and they have this big battle. And uh, we're led to believe this is the craziest battle of all time, of course. And uh, then there's this second wave of heroes that are the ones that are going to go inside the source. 
And this includes folks like Hippolyta, Donna Troy, Wally West, um, a couple of Legionnaires, The Atom, Steel, Mary Marvel, and Guy Gardner. And uh, they are um, they're being led by Metron here, who kind of just showed up out of the blue and uh, doesn't really, you know, do too much except for use the Mobius chair to get them into the source. Um, we should mention, I guess, Tachyon is a pretty big part of this. Or is that how you guys pronounce it? Yeah, yeah. Tachyon. Um, you know, and he's he's the new god that that is tied directly to the source. So he is he's sort of the um, the ringleader for this part of the new gods, and, and he is this part of the story rather. And he's a new god that we don't really see that much. When was the last time you guys remembered a Tachyon story? I mean, he's very much of this era. I think I, is he. He's not even a Kirby creation, is he? I don't believe so. I believe he might be a Burn creation. Um, but he had his own solo series, I think, for a while here, too. Yeah, he definitely did. Yeah. Yeah. And he's been in other events that we've read recently. With I think he might have been in Final Night, or maybe it was something else that we've read. Okay, we're going to play a game here. He's not created by John Byrne. Mm. I'm going to give you the writer, and I want you guys to guess who the artist co-created him was, okay? Okay. The writer is Paul Kupperberg. Oh. Who, is, who has done a ton of stuff for Archie and for DC, and um, a one-time guest of the Hour Cosmic. We're going back to my old yeah. podcast. Um, but he most known for his Supergirl and Aquaman and maybe Doom Vigilante. Patrol. Doom Patrol, yeah, like you know, he he did a lot at DC around, around he he was on the editorial staff at DC from I'm looking something now ninety one to oh six. Mm. Who's the artist? I mean, is it gonna be is it gonna be somebody we know? It's somebody you absolutely know. It was June ninety six. For me, this is not an artist I associate with this time period. Oh. Uh, because you associate it with earlier or later that somewhat tips my hand but um i i will say i associate this person later than 96 Mm. i i said jh williams that's a good guess uh good guess incorrect Hmm. this person's first credit i can find is 95 it looks like no i'm sorry 1990 he did he did a brief thing in 90 i, re- I really don't know, Any yeah, last I don't guess, know. aaron lepresti oh aaron oh uh, wow oh weird right okay. isn't that surprising yeah yeah wouldn't, wouldn't have thought of aaron lepresti for this um but yeah so the the, the our heroes led by tachyon go into the source they're joined by the wizard shazam for for reasons that aren't really explained, the in the in the, the powers of Shazam comic at this point, Shazam has gone missing, and because of that, none of the characters, none, none of the the Marvel family can change back into their kid form, and so uh, there's a whole like subplot about how worried all these adults are about them because these three children just disappeared uh, out of the blue, um, but the Wizard Shazam shows up, and uh, he is he's pals with the old god. 
and they're all going into the source together. And to me, the, uh, this is the biggest disappointment of the whole series because almost nothing happens when they go into the source. They're basically you don't you don't out. even actually like see anything in the third issue. There's like a flashback in the fourth, but even then you don't really see anything. Right? Yeah, they're just kind of spit out of the source, and it's it's boring as shit. Um, before we see them spit back out, though, we're back at Gotham City. We need more time with Catwoman and Robin and uh, Huntress. Yeah, this is such edgewise bullshit. Yeah, that they're putting into this story. <laughs> yeah, there's there's no reason. For these scenes whatsoever um but yeah i do want to say this is also we get a fair amount of jesse quick in this which is the first time we've seen her in one of these events we've read and she'll be a, a reasonably big part of dc 1 million in the mm-hmm. future as well um so then we get the really dark shit uh we see like a what well, sorry before we get there one last thing the Spectre shows up. Because, again, it's not a DC event. The Spectre doesn't show up. But the Spectre shows up to do stuff. <laughs> he shows up to try and, and, and affect things. And then he throws himself into the source. Um, but then we see this really dark shit. Where we see, you know, we see somebody put a... We see the shadow of somebody blowing their brains out by putting a shotgun on, like under their chin. Yeah, which is one of the darkest things I've ever seen in a DC comic. We see people praying in a collapsing church. We see a mother trying to shield her children from from violent rioters. Like this is this is a really really dark passage here. Um, and doesn't really serve a purpose. Mm-mm. No, it's trying to tell you that you should feel a certain way because. Bad things, very bad static images are happening. Happening, you know. It's it. It's just. It's pretty manipulative, but not even like in a successful way. Right. So then, the old god version of Dark Side shows up. Basically, the second world's Dark Side shows up, and he says, he basically gives the exact same speech that uh, Arzaz, I believe his name was, gave to High Father. Which is that, like, I'm tired of watching you guys fuck this up. I'm here to make sure that you actually do what you're supposed to do and and wipe everything out. Um, then we get a, a full-page spread of when the source is screaming. And there's, like, 20 nut faces on this one page. Um, <laughs> I mean, there's a couple. Like, Calabax and Electric Blue Superman and Orion are all definitely nutting in this, in this image. Um and we see this like tidal wave starting and things are blowing up and the entire universe is starting to really shake and and be messed up and uh <laughs> there's this this old god is screaming the source the source but he's holding this like rod it looks like he's singing into a microphone <laughs> like he's in a metal <laughs> band and he's just singing the source the source and um uh, Desaad is screaming, it's dying, the source is dying, and it's basically the god wave has reached the final destination, and we see all of the heroes that were sent into the source spit out of the source, and um, we see that Tachyon is both dead and naked now. He's just, just a naked yeah. dude. Mm-hmm. 
and uh, they're saying that you know he can't be dead because he's one with the source, and so that means that the source is dead. And they're watching the wall, and the wall is breaking up. We would see this again some uh, twenty one or two years later when Scott Snyder broke the source wall in uh, in metal. Was that in metal or was that no justice? I, I believe it was no justice. I could be. I think it is no justice. Okay. No, actually, it might have. Uh, I don't know. It could have been the end of. It could have been the very tail end, sort of. I like think it was actually of... the end of metal because I, I think the metal ended, wall breaking yeah. is what made the the guys come back. Um, but slightly before that, we saw Kyle Rayner go through the source wall when he was a White Lantern too. That's true. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. And yep. we saw Kyle Rayner go to the source wall in Zero Hour. No, I'm sorry. Yep. I'm sorry. In, 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 uh, in the, the final, final night. night. Yeah, final night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just another another example of something from a past DC event that's reflected in Snyder's uh, kind of metal Justice League death metal epic. Yeah. I, I, I feel like every event has something. Yeah. And I, th- I think that's mostly intentional. I would think so too. Um, so the, the fourth issue is upon us here, and um, we get some more really terrible imagery. We get a, a, a trio of people who have hanged themselves. We see uh, a dead child in a war zone. We see uh, just you know a woman being attacked by a gang. We see a mushroom cloud, like pretty much every single image you can have <laughs> of death and destruction. There's one panel that's just like a just a diamond shape full of skulls. It's never explained. Just yeah. a diamond shape full of skulls here. Um, and we're you know we're seeing the source wall breaking up, and everyone is is basically thinking this is the end. The shockwave is coming, and again. We now see the Spectre, the last to be shot out of the uh, source wall. And he's shot out like he's he's all thin and looks like a... Uh, kind of looks like he's trapped in the Phantom Zone in Superman the movie. But he's not. Yeah. And he's just, just... He basically... Said, they say to him, like, what's going on? And he literally says, nope, cannot stay, cannot speak. <laughs> he just leaves. <laughs> so why was the Spectre here? Oh, no. It's a DC event. I don't know. Yeah, you just gotta have him, I guess. I not the stranger gotta love him um (laughs) so then we get the flashback of what happened in the um in the source and nothing really happened in the source (laughs) there we see them they go to quote the heart of the wave and we see these characters running towards the wave and then they just get kind of shot back Why do we yeah. see this? <laughs> this? This last issue is a weird mess because you yes. get to about 10 pages left of the whole series and the final, the real big bad is revealed and then it just has to resolve. Yes. I would say that the fourth issue is by far the worst issue of this event. And but in a way that's good 
because I wouldn't want to have read more than one issue of this garbage. I was I was more okay with the other stuff than I was this. Um, so they're basically saying, "Wait a minute, this all happened, but Darkseid's not in power. How did this? How is who is really at the center of this?" And they find out that um, drumroll, please, Zach, who's the real villain here? Well, if it's not the second world god of war, and it's not the third, the fourth world god of war, it must be the third world god of war, and it's Ares. Which I actually like that reveal. I would have liked the reveal if I felt that it was hinted at, or that it made sense in any way. But I didn't feel that at all. Ah, uh, I I don't need I don't need it to be hinted at. <laughs> Yeah, I I'm somewhere in the middle, as always. As always. <laughs> uh, so Ares is the big bad here, and uh, they basically just say we're gonna stop Ares. And what do they do? <laughs> they do. They stop, stop Ares. Them. Yes, yes. Except that um, <laughs> Zach mentioned before uh, Kindred Marks being a player here and he's one of the ravers and he de- he teleports basically <laughs> all the important heroes out of the scene <laughs> leaving the ravers to fend for themselves yeah that part oh man that's so perfect because it's like even dc doesn't care about these guys you know um i believe they all survive, if I'm not mistaken. I don't believe that this is the end of them. Uh, there are five issues after the issue that is referenced in the editor's box here. See Superboy and the Ravers number 14. It goes for 19 issues. Um, without looking it up, can you guys name any non-Superboy or Kindred Marks no. member of the, of the group? No, I can't. I don't want to try. You no, got I... your Sparks. You got your Half-Life. You got your DJ, your Caliber, your Aura, your Hero Cruise. Wait, there's a character just named DJ? There is, yes. Is and that their name or are they a DJ? They are not a DJ. Their name is not DJ DJ. Um, and it's also not Benicio Del Toro's character from The Last Jedi. <laughs> don't don't join. Don't join, exactly. Um, so yeah, uh Basically, Superboy gets in uh, Darkseid's face, and they they have this, this this constant battle. It's always there between life and anti-life, and this is one of the worst versions of that being articulated. And we see all the superheroes essentially holding hands, and they channel their energy, and they split New Genesis and Apocalypse, and their faith... That they basically it, say a prayer. Yes. And, and it and they win. Yes. And, and and in that prayer with those worlds split, they stop Ares also. And they stop the God Wave. But never really tell us how or why. No. And and somehow for some reason the Every all the 
it seems I, I it seems like everything that was all the things that were in the source wall, all the little you know, captured gods or whatever are gone and the only ones left are Dark Side, the two old gods, and Ares. Yes. For some reason. Yeah. And Tachyon is back because uh-huh. the source He's is back. Again. He's good again. Um, we see our our cop who lost his mojo. Now, we know he's better because he's drinking out of a mug that says number one cop. So we know <laughs> that he has to be. He only drinks out of that mug when he's feeling good about himself. Uh, I'm not sure how official these rankings are. Uh, I, I, I think <laughs> I think they're official. That's yeah, um, so the Seinfeld uh, I know. number I, one dad. I'm aware. I'm aware. Your fancy number one shirt. <laughs> uh, so so then. Uh, in what had to have been an editorial note, they're like, hey, John, can you use the word Genesis somewhere in here? And so Metron says, there has been a Genesis. All has changed. It all <laughs> remains the same. <laughs> Which is basically what Leonard Nimoy says at the end of Marjorie is the monorail. Yeah. <laughs> you didn't do anything, didn't I? <laughs> didn't I? Um, it's funny. Reading this, I felt... Like, the event wasn't that bad, that it was just kind of slight, but now, having read it with you guys, <laughs> I think this event's bad. I, I go back on what I said before. Okay, I mean, good. It's, I'm it's, it's, it's not good. I'm just saying, like, I was expecting some, like, offensively bad stuff to yes, happen. I agree. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. It's certainly not good. No, it's not. Um, this is an event that I believe was at one point collected, but it's very hard to find in print now. Shocking, I know. Um, but, you know, if you have DC Universe, you can read pretty much every issue. I believe the Superboy and the Ravers ones are, are not on there. Maybe Tachyon is not on there. But, you know, most of the event, most of the tie-ins you need are, are found on there. Um, yeah. Any other Genesis notes? Uh, I guess I have one quick question sure at the at the very end metron is kind of um musing about all the stuff that had just happened and he uh he's looking at dark side who's now part of the source wall and he says something like uh you know dark side could have never expected to end up in this situation or something like that i wonder what other traps have yet to reveal themselves is that does that ever pay off in any way like, is there is there well, are there any reverberations from this event beyond? Well, it's funny. Like I was saying, you know, Morrison is doing his own fourth world story pretty much concurrently with this, and in that there is, you know, the the weird bad future where Darkseid is taken over. Yeah. Um, and there's like weird evil Metron who is under Darkseid's control. And then at the end of the story, they go back to the source wall and see Darkseid in the wall again. Mm-hmm. Um, so, it, I mean, I don't know if that's connected at all. Like in the, the, the proximity of the two together is really interesting. Um, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Okay. That story is really good, though. I'm sure it is. Yeah, yeah. This story is is just. I know what. It's very hard for me to judge a story when. 
That's that's not that's not true. I can judge the shit out of the story. It's a bad story. Let's 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 call it what it is. That this was not a great event. Um, but so some decent art and a couple of fun moments and a lot of suicide. Yeah. And that's what uh, yeah. the Genesis that's was. It. Yeah, that's it. I've, I've I've basically spent this whole issue wanting to talk about a Grant Morrison story, and next time we get to do that. Yes, next is the first of our three episodes delving into the entirety of the DC 1 million event. So uh, let's just tell folks what we're reading next week. So if you want to read along with us, you can. I have the list right here. We will be reading Kronos number 1 million, DC 1 million 1 and 2, Man of Steel, Superman, Superboy, Shadow of the Bat, Nightwing, Detective Comics, Impulse, Starman, and JLA 1 million. An important note that Zach pointed out to us, if you're looking at the DC Universe app, the Man of Tomorrow issue is labeled Man of Steel and vice versa. So you want to read the issue DC Universe has labeled Man of Tomorrow, that's actually the Superman Man of Steel issue. Very confusing. Just make sure the cover says Man of Steel. Yes. But <laughs> thank you for pointing out that pointing that out to us, Zach. I appreciate that. Because I think even the yeah even the details if you read like the little uh, issue description and the creative team all of that stuff is messed up so yeah I have to say DC Universe every now and then you'll see a page pop up twice in a read like, yeah there's a problem with a scan but I've never seen something mislabeled like this before yeah uh, which it is very confusing I think because. I don't think there was a Man of Tomorrow series at that time, was there? Um, there might was... have been. Give me a second. Okay, here. keep talking. I was, I was wondering. It almost seemed like to me like Man of Steel essentially kind of got two one million issues. Yeah. Uh, so um, the Man of Tomorrow was an ongoing comic book series that ran from sixteen issues from nineteen ninety five to nineteen ninety nine. Oh, okay. Wow. Never okay. mind. Wow. I believe this was. Yeah. Okay. Oh, this is interesting. At the time, the four Superman titles, Action, Adventures, Superman, and Man of Steel, were released weekly with an intertwining story. Man of Tomorrow created to fill the extra week and months with five releases. Mm. So this was just like, this was essentially, instead of an annual, this was a... Uh, this so was... It, only, it only came out on five-week months? Yes. Weird. Interesting. So okay. there was, there was the one strange. million issue, and there were 15 other issues, and that's it. Mm. Hmm. And, like, what's interesting here is, you know, the first ten were written by Roger Stern, the next four by Louis Simonson, the last by J.M. DeMatteis, and then Mark Schultz wrote the, the One Million issue, even though he was not a part of of this. It's just it's odd how it's sort of, like, I don't know if this was telling one story or if this was just telling one shots. I don't know anything about this. Mm. But, yeah, interesting. Anyway, uh... If you want to talk about Genesis with us, don't save it for something else to talk to us about. But if you really feel the need to, you can tweet two-thirds of us. I am at Brian Needs an App. And I am at Wilker Fox. If you need to find Vince, he is... Uh... <laughs> I was going to make a Hitler joke, but I can't do it. I can't I can't put you in Wonder Woman category here, Vincey. Uh, no. Catwoman? Vin... I mean, one... Catwoman, yes. I'm sorry. Um you can find Vince trying to convince Zach and I to move to Minneapolis. That's right. I'm not sure where you'll find that, but yes. Yeah, just in general. I mean, you did it on on Skype before, so. Yeah, I did. Yeah. 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 I'll find it elsewhere. Yep. 
All right, defund, folks. defund the MPD. <laughs> we'll be back next week with DC One Million, and uh, see you then. The guy ahead of me in line today, like, turned around and he's like, good morning. And I'm like, oh, fuck. <laughs> Come on. <laughs>